afraid, my baby. I'm as gentle as a kitten.
I'll never hurt you again Oh, come back to me Never leave me Oh, don't be afraid of me Aaron Robin Hall the third was born August 10th, 1968. Aaron is a American recording artist, songwriter, and record producer. Aaron Hall rose to prominence in 1988 as a member of the R&B group and New Jack Swing group, which is still one of my favorite groups of all times, Guy, which he founded in the late 80s along with Teddy Riley and Timmy Gatling, who was later replaced by Aaron's brother, Damon Hall, who was the dancer, sang very few backups, but boy did he dance. They called him Crazy Legs, Damon Hall, Damon Crazy Legs Hall. In 1988, Guy released their debut album, which went on to sell over a million copies and was certified platinum. In 1988, they sold platinum as a group. So that's why they will last forever, by the way. Aaron uh, provided lead vocals on songs like Groove Me, I Like, and Peace of My Love. And if you ever find yourself listening to that album, you understand why it went platinum. I mean, Aaron was called The Voice and Mr. Nasty Man. So it's always been a pleasure to listen to Aaron Hall. Uh, For me, he was one of those voices that woke me up. Uh, You know, you're listening to music and then all of a sudden you hear a voice and you're like, whoa. Now, apparently before him, the Gap Band had a singer that kind of sounds similar, which later on, Mr. R. Kelly tapped into. It really doesn't sound good. R. Kelly tapping into R. Kelly came after Aaron Hall and before Aaron Hall was the true singer. So I'm not going to spoil that true singer's name because we are going to put him on this podcast later on. Um, Uncle Charlie, I'm just going to say that. And when I say Aaron Hall sang, like I, I had not known about Uncle Charlie that much, heard some stuff from the Gap Band. But then when I heard Aaron Hall and Guy, you know, it was 1988, it just took me away and made me hear some something different. And as I said earlier, I love a a singer, somebody that puts their all into it. So as I said earlier, Aaron Hall, the third was born on August 10th, 1964 in the Bronx, New York City. And if you heard anything about my last podcast about intro you will understand new york city has produced some singers some people who can sing 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 uh and aaron hall was just another one now, he was born in the bronx he was raised in brooklyn so can you imagine what the the churches and the street corners and stuff sound like in new york city with all these singers coming up uh something i didn't know about aaron was that he was african-american and puerto rican descent Uh, He was named after his father, Aaron Hall II, who was also a prominent New York pastor. Uh, You know, he's the third sibling of three, which Damon we talked about, Damien we talked about, and and Todd uh, was the other brother. Uh, He began singing 
Aaron began singing in the Baptist church from a young age. And uh, if you know anything about Baptist churches, you had to throw down vocally in order to sing. He sang in the Baptist church from a young age. Sounds familiar to a lot of uh, people I've put on this podcast before and singers I've heard Aretha Franklin to be one Whitney Houston to be another one. Uh, Our upcoming podcast also, by the way, if you're interested in those two artists, which I am, I love their voices. Um, I'm just researching my favorite songs of each. They both have very long catalogs with a lot, a lot of good singing in them. So trying to find the ones I I really, really love, like this song you're hearing or you just heard today. Excuse me. So where was I? Aaron began singing in a Baptist church from a young age. So, excuse me, a few years before he segued into his his R&B career, his mother, Jonella Hall, was hit by a car on Christmas Eve and died. So um, I'm going to play a song after I finish talking that I can kind of understand why he sang that song in such a powerful way. You know, he, and it's weird, right? After all that, he developed a speech impediment as, as a child. Um, and until he became an adult where he started to work on that, uh, it caused him to struggle to pronounce his own name uh, and restrict his ability to give interviews during his early career, which was challenging. You know, it's challenging for anyone. Um, and he gave all his energy into his love for dogs you know, he later became a, a dog trainer for his celebrity peers uh, in addition to his music career. So I remember as a kid listening to Aaron Hall and wondering whatever happened to Aaron Hall. Excuse me. Um, because R. Kelly just stepped on the scene and then all of a sudden Aaron Hall was an afterthought, which uh, was kind of what our Aaron Hall did to uh, Uncle Charlie. Uncle Charlie right now is is just tearing up the airways and has been forever. But uh, Aaron Hall kind of stepped in, took over some real deep R&B stuff as music changed. Uh, and then before you know it, Aaron, uh, R. Kelly stepped in the limelight and just killed it. So uh, later, Aaron's talent was explored by a friend of his, uh, the, the original singer, Tim, Timmy Gatling, um, who also worked with him on the album um, and some songs and stuff in the 80s. Uh, he also worked with Teddy Riley. So um, Timmy Gatlin was instrumental in the beginning of Guy, uh, and that's what brought Aaron Hall about. So there was also Andre Horrell, who Uptown Records, the executive of Uptown Records, heard Aaron's voice and said it was Aaron's voice is the most influential of the decade, which that guy album would not be that guy album without that Aaron Hall voice. So that also reminds me of my um, Marvin Gaye stories uh, that I've heard and I've always uh, listened to intently because uh, they just couldn't describe Marvin Gaye's voice. So they try to put him on everything. They said he could sing the alphabet. Um, so when we talk about Aaron Hall, we talk about running on inflections, obviously, uh, heavy notations and, and his very little breathing. He was able to give his voice. Uh, it was a talent. It wasn't something that 
uh, he had to learn like I do. I have to learn how to sing. He just knew. And as he got older, he just got better. Um, and it was just raw. Um, and he he influenced artists like KC from uh, Jodeci, who tomorrow I'm actually going to DJ on uh, twitch.tv. You can look for Daydream the DJ. I DJ every Friday at 6.30 on twitch.tv. So tomorrow I'm going to feature the R&B band Jodeci. Um, and then, of course, R. Kelly, Joe, Tyrese, people kind of, you know, adapted to Aaron's musical uh, voice that was a void in, in when Aaron disappeared. Um, eventually, they ended. Guy broke up. Um, he, he signed his own record label with Silas Records, which, you know, comes from MCA. And this is one of the songs that came from that. But, you know, he reunited with Guy and his brother in 2000. He did an album. It was called Guy uh, 3 which had some hits, but they was just, to me, they were just trying too hard. Um, you know, Teddy Riley has a skill. If you look up Teddy Riley and you look at his music career and who he produced for, you're going to see some names on there. You probably never even known Teddy Riley produced for. So it's almost like Puffy, like Puffy took over for Teddy Riley. Uh, you'll see a lot of stuff and you'll be like, Oh my God, what's going on? Who produced this? And then, Oh my God, that's Teddy Riley. Yep. So he's sitting on money forever. Uh, he he doesn't have to do a thing again. But unfortunately, they tried to do some stuff uh, in the early 2000s to make a comeback that really wasn't. And I got a chance to look at Teddy Riley first versus Babyface. The first one was absolutely crazy. Like it was just way too much. Teddy Riley was like already still in the future, right? He was still in the future of what versus battles was going to look like back then. Back then, like it seems so long ago, it was just this year, right? Teddy Riley had a live band, you know, he was on a microphone. He was trying to do too much. And now you see versus battles. I think Aretha Franklin and um, Patti LaBelle just did one and they're doing live, right? Like sit next to each other, singing and all the other. So it was just, Teddy Riley saw the future of what the versus battle could be before the versus battle kind of. So before that, you know, people were just kind of playing their own songs or whatever against each other. And even Teddy Riley and Babyface ended up playing their songs. Even Babyface was kind of just there trying to play songs. And you see all the streams and people were just talking about, dude, just Teddy, just just play songs, just play songs. And Teddy was like, no, nah, I want to do it live. He eventually ended up playing his songs. But eventually the versus battles became exactly what Teddy Riley made them. And that tells you a lot about the mind of Teddy Riley. Like he saw the future. He made the future before it even happened. I mean, 1988, this dude produced a platinum album when R&B artist groups were not even around to the idea of doing. They were like solo artists that were doing uh I would say gold at best. They dropped a platinum album. So, uh, I, you know, not too much about Teddy Riley, but put Teddy Riley with Aaron Hall. Boom. And it was just instant fire. So what you just heard was uh, the Don't Be Afraid mix that I love the most. There's another uh, New Jack Swing version of Don't Be Afraid, which was awesome. It was also on the Juice soundtrack. Um 
I really loved it. You know, you can hear it on the San Andreas, uh, Grand Theft Auto, uh, New Jack Swing radio stations. That one's pretty good. But this one you just heard to me was just awesome. And, you know, the Bomb Squad from Public Enemy, who usually produces Public Enemy's music, produced the, uh, the Don't Be Afraid hip hop version. Uh, I think the one you just heard was just sexy as hell. And I've always, you know, felt that way listening to that song and just talking about it. So, uh, so later on, right around 1998, Aaron Hall produced a second album in studio album. Uh, it was called inside of you. His name was called the nasty man. So it, guy kind of failed at a reunion around that time. So like I said, the guy, the future album, honestly, I, you know, I got some songs, but, um, Right around 1997, 98, Aaron Hall put that nasty man voice together and came up with the Inside of You, which was on New York Undercover, right? Some songs were there. And then Aaron just kind of said he was going to work on another solo album the following year, which the name, you know, was whatever, right? At this time, it was hard to find him in, in the music industry, which I was talking about other, earlier, so... Um, that album also featured Faith Evans, who was coming along, the Terror Squad, Fat Joe, Big Pun, you know, people who was doing remixes and stuff like that. Uh, and that, you know, just like the idea of the remix was coming about. Um, again, that's right around when Teddy Riley was being replaced by uh, Puffy. And again, they were all under or working with Andre Horrell at Uptown Records, which is awesome. So uh, eventually in 2000, Aaron Hall, um, signed to the MCA record label, which was independent, and they they wanted an artist only kind of international artist only kind of uh, mantra that they were doing. So, um, it just just became some kind of servitude to the music. Um, he he experienced with or experimented with different genres of R&B, reggae, hip hop, you know, was just trying to find another niche because he was kind of on the outside of R&B at that time, even with that voice. And his last album ended up uh, just not even going anywhere, really. I uh, changed the persona. He was just somebody different. Um, the new name was like E. Kane or something like that. I can't remember, but um, it didn't go anywhere really so and that was released in july 2005 with kc releasing his album my book on the same label in 2005 you know what happened with kc at that time so i was um doing some research and trying to put together the life of aaron hall and what happened and again um you know he did some some good stuff over a period of time uh, 1994 he recorded a song he was going to call give it going to give it to you with jewel from the soundtrack above the rim which is was pretty dope um a dope movie a dope soundtrack so he got paid off of that 1994 he participated in the black man's united which had man who the boys to men brian mcknight tevin campbell my man d'angelo Gerald Levert definitely had R. Kelly in there. I think I want to say Ronald Isley and Uncle Charlie. Um, 
and and that was like 96, 94, 96, some, somewhere in there, right? Like, cause right around 96, actually I think it was like 94. So right around 96, my man Quincy Jones jumped back up out of nowhere, who was just a awesome producer, came out of nowhere again when people buried him and thought he was done in 96. I think it was 96 with his juke joint, which was off the hook, by the way. And I got some juke joint joints. Uh, 95, I think, Mr. Dalvin got around to getting into some production for him. So there's a history of Guy, you know, and a whole bunch of other artists, Aaron Hall and a whole bunch of artists as music changed, which to me is beautiful. You you kind of can see it. Um, you can see the history of how music changed, R&B, hip-hop, uh, Mary J. Blige, Again, Andre Harrell, there was a lot of, you know, people that were in those mixes of music. Uh, and there was a whole community, you know, almost like a, another um, another Barry Gordy situation, which maybe one day I'll do something on Barry Gordy. But that history is so extensive. Uh, it talks about a lot. So whatever. Um, so. Again, I, as far as Aaron Hall goes, his albums, let's say Guy, um Guy again in 1990, which was called The Future, and then uh, Guy in 3, which was in 2000, which really didn't do any well. And then there was his solo stuff like The Truth, Inside of You, and Adults Only. So he really dove into that nasty man stuff. Um, but I got to tell you, the, the song you just heard um, is one of my personal favorites, the Don't Be Afraid Sexy Mix. And I hope you enjoyed it. And uh, now I'm going to give you another Aaron Hall play. It's called I Miss You. And like I said earlier, his mom was hit by a car. So when he sang the shit out of this song, I can understand how he sang the shit out of this song because he misses his mama.
please come back and rescue me from all this pain and misery. the song even sadder <laughs> uh, in the video and the song itself was inspired by Aaron's uh, young son who was also named Aaron who died soon after childbirth so he also sang that to do to also so if you're not you're not crying right now I'm sorry um, I tried to make it cry um, Aaron tried to make it cry and now knowing that the song was actually inspired by his son who did not make it through childbirth. Uh, some of the other issues um, that Aaron dealt with was, you know, legal troubles. Uh, he also married a 16-year-old, which R. Kelly obviously emulated Aaron Hall so much that he decided to dive into that range of pedophilia also. Um, 
and again, it's sad, you know, that the voice, just the way things are, the way things were just wasn't right. You know, back then there was no news media. There was no publication of any of these um, Woody Allen situations, we'll call them, uh, because people like to pretend like Woody Allen is not a pedophile. Um, But definitely uh, Aaron Hall had a 16 year old wife. Um, And their child died died at childbirth, but they also had another son, uh, another Aaron. Uh, So just kind of bringing some more understanding in my reality to where I understand Aaron Hall to be. Um, Although there's glory in the voice, there is shame in the actions. Um, And it kind of also makes me realize like, you know, nowadays where you can get any kind of media data or any information on any of these artists, um, the, the debate rages on whether the artist was great and because of the deeds that they've done, uh, how do you weigh those two, the deeds that the artist has done versus the, uh, what they were doing? Have they really lost their mind? Right. You know, um, Aaron, Aaron's son, you can look up, uh, not really a singer. Um, and he really calls his son a deadbeat dad or his father, a deadbeat dad. Uh, he never really contributed to the child care of him. Uh, and that, you know, there's a number of things that could be said. I've, I'm, I said the good, I've said the, the stuff that he accomplished as an artist. It was only right for me to end it with some of the stuff that, uh, he ended his career with, unfortunately. And that was uh, Aaron Hall today on Neat, comma, straight up or on the rocks. That story itself was uh, neat. It was also uh, cutting like a knife straight up, giving you the real raw about the artist themselves. Uh, And it was on the rocks because, you know, for him to be in his 30s to marry a 16 year old was really, really wrong, Um, which is why. I kind of just listen to a little bit of his music, but I still celebrate the voice. Aaron Hall.